Clay County baseball and softball show improvements. Cookville is searching for answers after a tough loss to White County, and Clark Range looks to close the season strong on both diamonds. The Clay County Lady Bulldogs got a chance to recognize their five seniors on Monday in their senior night game against Jackson County. For Coach Crystal Kingery, the game served as an opportunity to recognize the seniors for the work they've put in for the last four years, as well as to bring them a little bit of normalcy after their year last year was canceled. Uh, it was pretty great to be on our field in front of our home crowd and just for them to have that moment. They felt like they regained just a little bit, I think, of last year. We had a really big crowd. Baseball was playing that night, and um, it was a very good night. What have these seniors meant to this program in terms of both on-the-field production as well as just as as athletes off the field? What have they meant to this program? Um, to this, oh, everything pretty much. Um just such leaders. There's three of them, I think, that have played all four years, and the other two have played three years. Um, if you know them at all, they're, they're definitely leaders off the field as well as on. They're actually friends, too. They all kind of hang in the same circle. So those five kind of got kind of get everybody else going, and they just kind of follow suit from there. So they're huge for our program. You mentioned the relationships off the field. How important is that in terms of building chemistry on the field where you're playing with, you know, teammates that you not only enjoy, you know, just playing the game, but you enjoy playing with the teammates you're playing with? Oh, it means the world, I think. I mean, you see kids that have played together for years and just the the chemistry and how they get along and how they know each other so well, they just play better. Uh, and definitely if you're friends. They know that they can be honest with each other, and if one's down, they know they can bring them up, and and it's one of those things. I just think they play well off each other and with each other. So when you look offensively on the the field as far as Monday night against Jackson County, uh, what do you think was the key to the success? Obviously, when you score as many runs as you did, uh, it's a pretty solid night for any team. It is. Um, they hit they hit pretty well. There was a, a little bit of a speed difference from what we had just hit. Uh, they adjusted. They didn't start out too great. Uh, Gainesboro actually had, Jackson County actually had uh, several errors too, and we just capitalized on those. But we did out hit them. We hit pretty good once we kind of settled in and swung at good pitches. But the run, uh, the runs on those, some of those were some, were from errors. But we did have, I think it was like 10, 10 hits in that game maybe. So what, what do you think you can build on from that game moving forward? Um, moving forward, we've got to be better at pitch selection. They kind of get in a groove where they just start swinging. And we played again last night, and they really, really, really focused in and watched the ball, took good pitches, watched the ball, swung at, swung at strikes, uh, swung level. They were, they were doing everything right last night. Like they, they were firing on all cylinders. Everything was working. So, Coach, the next thing I want to ask you about is something that I actually noticed on Saturday when we were at the um, the Livingston game when you guys played yeah. in that doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, at one point when you took a lot of your starters out, you kind of put some other girls in, and there was a moment in between innings where I think you said something along the lines of, you know, I just took out the seniors, they only have two games left on this field, and, you know, I, I don't want you to be out there just to be out there. I want you to be out there to compete. Uh, do you think that uh, that had a positive effect on your players? Do you think that kind of woke them up a little bit? Um. Not necessarily that game, but it sure did the next game. After that game, and it wasn't about the loss. I'm glad you kind of heard that because I meant that. Everything that we said is like, this is a big moment. 
not many kids, it's not like basketball and other games, not many kids get to put in for a play or so. Because once you go into a game, you know, you're almost wasted. You can't go in and do anything else. So they have that moment. They have that moment to shine or not. And at that moment, they weren't ready. So, but come the next game, we had a good talk afterwards. And then come the next game, I asked them, like, which kid are you? Do you want to be coached? Do you want to just be left alone and just do your thing? Or do you want to be told the truth? You know, it's one of those things you have to pick where we at. And once they all looked at us and said, you know what, we're 100% in, we just saw such a different team, such a different team once they realized, hey, I'm not going to improve unless somebody's actually coaching me and telling me what I need to do and what I'm doing wrong because I can't fix it if somebody doesn't tell me I'm doing it wrong. So the last couple of games I've been very, very proud. So Saturday was very good for us. I know a lot of people wouldn't say that after a loss, but I will because it it was definitely what we needed. It was definitely what we needed to bring them together as a team, and they have done everything we've asked them to do since. Again, that was coach of the Clay County Lady Bulldogs softball team, Crystal Kingery. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. The York Dragonette softball team has faced a lot of adversity so far this season ranging from dealing with major injuries to players being unavailable for games. Right now, head coach Gary Johnson says that his team is just simply looking for a little bit of leadership in the tough times. We've had a few little difficult situations we're dealing with. Uh, you're, finding the, you're finding out who, who wants to be out here and who, does, who doesn't want to be out here uh, to try to finish out the year uh, on an upbeat note, if possible, because yesterday uh, we had some issues with some girls uh, one had to take her mom to the doctor, had another one had an issue, and one girl didn't show up, and we had a forfeit. That's not, I don't, that's not how to finish the year. Uh, so I was very disappointed yesterday that we had, to, we had to do that. In a time like that where, you know, the, the you know, motivations may be coming to question, how important is leadership on a, on a team? It's obviously very important, and, and our seniors were, were not happy with what happened, because they do want to finish out the string. We've got a couple of girls who are who who live and breathe softball, and then you got some who just kind of a, um, you know, it's just kind of I guess they look at it as more like summer rec ball instead of you know wanting to you know put a little more effort into it. And it's going to it's causing the school to have to look at their their at our spring sports programs a little more closely. But on the good news, though, I do want to mention while I'm on I'm talking about my seniors. Uh, Caroline Talent signed with Wichita State on uh, Monday night, so uh, that's a big that's a big, big deal for us and and her. She's she's definitely earned it, and you know she's been a diamond in the rough for us for four years, and and so we're tickled with that. Talk a little bit more about that then, because that's obviously a, ma- a major accomplishment to be able to go play at the next level. It really across any sport, it's a it's a you know a real achievement to be able to make it to the college level and to sign to play somewhere. What kind of hard work goes into that, and what kind of dedication does it take to make it to that level? Uh, she works three. She works a year round, and she plays travel ball nonstop everywhere she goes. If she's not playing one weekend, some other team's calling her for the next weekend in the summer. You know, she and she puts the time in it that it takes, and just and just got the athletic skills to go with that motivation and commitment that she has. She was a level nine gymnast as well. Uh, I'm not sure she could have probably gone to college and done that, uh, but uh, she, you know, she made up her mind around her uh, sophomore year that she wanted to do it. She wanted to go to college and play softball, and 
and uh, that's what she's done. And, uh, of course, the COVID hurt. She had some possible chances to go closer to home, but with the COVID restrictions on NCAA and stuff, it really made it tough to to communicate, really, and to visit. So, but we're tickled for her, and and, and knowing that Wichita State's got a class, got a super great program, and I think they're ranked 20th in the country right now. Is it players like her that you hope kind of serve as an example of, hey, if you put the time in, if you are dedicated, if you work year-round and you put in you put in that effort, uh, you can really go far with something like this? Yeah, it's, uh, that's exactly it. I mean, she's the perfect uh, leads by example, and, and she's like a mother uh, as far as uh, a leader. If she doesn't, she won't, she's not going to yell at you. She's going to give you that look and and say and basically I'm disappointed and that's even that's even worse. I mean, she's just that kind of girl. She's going to, probably going to be valedictorian of her class. She's going to major in aerospace engineering. It's you know she's you know she's amazing and and she's I just want to get some recognition. Like I said, she's had four years. Of, we've had not had the greatest softball uh, record here in the last four years, but she's like I said, she's been a diamond in the rough and uh, and she's culminating her career with at least getting to getting that. So, Coach, tell me, what then over these last couple of weeks of the season, again, I've said this so many times, it just seems crazy to me that we're already kind of getting down to the home stretch of the regular season. It feels like it just started yesterday. Uh, What would would constitute a successful end to the season for this team? I think for us to get, you know, I think the ones who are now left are, are, would like to see it get put on a couple more W's. Uh, make a decent showing in the district tournament and, you know, and maybe knock somebody out that we shouldn't. Uh, and that, that would be, you know, and just finish the year right, you know, like you're supposed to. You finish what you started. And, you know, granted, we lost our number one pitcher, you know, second game of the year, but, you know, that we've, you know, got, we've had to adjust. And that, that was a big blow, and especially in this sport and the numbers we have. Again, that is head coach of the York Institute Dragonette softball team, head coach Kerry Johnson. Coach, Thanks for joining us tonight. The game of baseball can sometimes be prone to deceiving score lines or deceiving box scores or stat lines when it comes to looking at games like Monday's game between Upperman and DeKalb County, a game where DeKalb starter Avery South pitched really well up until the fourth inning where Upperman expanded their lead. Head coach Tad Webb agrees, saying that South has given them a chance to win every time he takes he's taken the mound this season. I thought he threw well, you know. We, you know, with with Avery, he is the type of pitcher that's going to go in there and he's he's going to throw strikes. He's going to be around the zone, um, and you know, he he pinpoints uh, his pitches very well. And you know, we just didn't get a couple of calls uh, to kind of go our way. And sometimes when that happens, you got to you know move it in a little bit, and that's what happened. <clears throat> With young pitchers, especially, uh, how important is it when you know the strike zone might be tighter than normal? It might be a little inconsistent here and there. I mean, ultimately, you can't control that as a pitcher. How important is it to just you know constantly remind these kids, you know, hey, just go out there, just throw your pitches, hit your spots, and eventually, you know, the results will follow. Well, you know, it's just something we talk about daily uh, as as pitchers is going out there and make sure we're pounding the zone around the zone. Uh, to where the, you know, the umpire sees that we're consistent around it. And, you know, hopefully we get those calls. And, you know, when it doesn't go our way, you know, it's one of those we're not making excuses. It just wasn't there. And, you know, when the, when that opportunity comes where we're having struggle in finding those situations, you know, we just talk to the pitchers about, you know, controlling your emotions and controlling your mannerisms and, and moving forward. <clears throat> 
I feel like that goes. I mentioned to see if you feel the same way. I feel like that goes a lot to show about how much of a mental game baseball is. A lot of people see the physical <laughs> side of it, but uh, pitching. How much of pitching is mental compared to the physical? Oh, uh, we talk about that um, a lot. Is baseball is a mental game. It's all about the little things and you know how you control your emotions because it's such a slow-paced game in a sense where you know if a situation happens, unlike basketball or football. You know, you're up and down. It's a lot of fast moving. You make a mistake. You've got, you know, very quickly you've got another opportunity to to make an adjustment and go. Where in baseball, it's not like that. You know, you may have a, a ball hit to you, and you know, or you may have one at bat. And you make a mistake on that. Well, you got to think about it. You know, you've got time to think about that and ponder over it. Uh, you know, and pitching's the same way. But the good thing about pitching is, you know, if I mess up. I do have the ball in my hand. I can go right back at them, and you know it's short lived, and they got to have a short memory, and that's what we talked to them about. And then the schedule didn't get any easier for you because then your guys had the tough task of facing Nick Smith. Uh, what was the game plan going into the York game, knowing that you were having to face a very, very tough lefty on the mound? Well, you know, we we just had to go with a the approach at the plate where you know we've got a get on him, see what he does early. Uh, we heard a lot about him, and he did live up to the expectations of a lot of things that we've been hearing. You know, but just just trying to get the ball in play and, you know, and then letting things happen from there. <clears throat> this late in the season, especially in close games, how much of a difference does small ball make in winning and losing? Because I know that everybody loves to talk about home runs. Everybody loves to talk about driving in runs and <laughs> It's all about offense and just about every sport nowadays, but how much of a difference does small ball really make, just getting a bunt down, hitting the ball to the right side to move a runner over? How much of a difference does that make? Well, with with two quality teams, it makes a huge difference, uh, especially when you got pitchers that are dueling on the, on the mound. Um, you know, one run can make a huge difference. So if you can get a ball down, you know, hit behind the runner, move them around, and, you know, manufacture a run or two, it, it's It's huge. <clears throat> I think one thing I really like about watching teams in this district play is that there's I don't think there's really any front runner in this district. I feel like everybody's pretty close, it's pretty competitive. Um it's really anybody's district at this point in the season, I feel like. What improvements do you want to see over these last couple of weeks before we get into postseason play and the games start meaning even more? You know, and I agree with you one hundred percent. This district is definitely uh, uh, very competitive. A lot of guys, a lot of teams there that are capable of making this run and, you know, changing the layout of the district and the tournament and the things moving forward. But the big thing we're looking for uh, to do is just consistency. Uh, just being consistent uh, throughout the game and putting, you know, seven innings together each and every night. Webb acknowledges that his team isn't quite where they'd like to be just yet, and they still have a ways to go development-wise if they want to achieve their goals within district play, and that begins in their district tournament on their side of the bracket in their division. Once again, that was DeKalb County Tigers baseball head coach, Tad Webb. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. In Monday's tough loss to Clay County, the Clark Range Buffaloes played one of their best games of the season, though they fell short 10-8. to Head coach Tim Jones says he's pleased with what he saw from his team and says that he's seeing leadership step up across the board. Uh, game against Clay County, man, is, um, you know, really I felt like uh, defensively we're starting to get it. Uh, that's how I felt. I felt like the kids uh, really come out. You know, we challenged them over the weekend uh, to come out and uh, play new. We, we wanted to start a new season that Monday, and we wanted to come out and just play hard. 
hustle for the remaining of the year and see what we can do. And I felt like Clay County, we really did that. I felt like we played good enough to win that game. We just had some bad breaks there, and uh, it just went the other way. How important is positivity in in games like that where, you know, you kind of tell kids, like, yeah, it wasn't the result we wanted, but we played good enough to win. We've just got to clean some things up. We've got to keep working, and we've got to just get back out there. Right. Um, You know, I thought the team accepted it real well. It was a tough loss. It was a a quiet bus ride home. I think the team expected to win that game. I think – I think when we played them at home and they, they beat us pretty good, I think the team knew that, uh, you know, if we cleaned up some airs that we could definitely play with that team. There was no doubt about it. Uh, and I think we feel that way with a lot of teams in the district. Now, there is some couple powerhouses that, you know, we would have to get some experience there. But uh, uh, ultimately, you know, we're, we're slowly getting better. Uh, and that's the key going into this district playoff. And, you know, hopefully to compete. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're at that point now where we feel like we can compete baseball. Um, and that's what we want to do. Offensively, what do you think your kids started doing a bit better in, um, in that Clay County game? Because I think that's probably one of the better offensive showings I've seen from that team. Uh, what do you think was the key to the success at the plate? Honestly, my seven, eight, nine hitters all had base hits in that baseball game. It, it has... The bottom of our lineup has really, uh, you know, we was going through the RBI totals and the batting averages. And uh, after my sixth hole, uh, we really have our seven, eight, nine has really struggled this year. Uh, most of it is just a lack of inexperience playing at the high school level. Um, and, and you, you know, until you start seeing those live pitches and different pitches and, and knowing what to expect on different counts, um, you know, and it, it just took that long to get it. Uh, and I thought uh, the game actually before that with York, we got we got beat pretty good there, but I thought my kids hit the ball well. And I think that was momentum going into the Clay County game coming Monday. I think the, I think the kids understood that, man, if, if we can hit here, we should be able to hit Clay County and other places. So, and I thought the bottom of my lineup, I think, we had eight runs on the board against Clay County, and I think the bottom of my lineup actually had four of the RBIs. So, so one kid I've actually wanted to ask you about was uh, is Ethan Jones because when I've seen this team play in person, he's a kid that stuck out to me as someone that you know, no matter what the situation is, he always takes the field. He gives max effort. Uh, it doesn't seem like adversity really bothers him that much. He always puts good swings on the ball. Um, how how important is a player like him in terms of just building a program and building confidence for younger players? You know, I I can't mention it enough about how his leadership. Uh, he's not gave up on anything this year, and that's been huge. Uh, you know, in some of the lopsided losses that we've had, it's been him trying to tell them, you know, it, it's good coming from a coach, but it means a lot more when it's coming from a peer. Uh, and and I and you know I've credited him that a lot. Him and uh, Hunter Harrison's been the same way. I feel like them guys have really rallied, you know, together. And I know it's not easy for them them boys because they're juniors and seniors. And you know, going into this year, it's it's like a rebuild phase. But they've not quit on me not one time. And I I, I can't I can't tell you how the kids have responded to them they're the main one that's challenged in the dugout that friday after that york game like 
let's make a season of this. And, and you know, we, we want kids like that, honestly. That's what you want to build a program around, kids that are going to hustle no matter what the score is, no matter what the outcome is. You want to build a program where they're giving max effort all the time. Again, that is head coach of the Clark Range Buffaloes baseball team, Tim Jones. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. The Cookville Lady Cavs have had a whirlwind of a week, winning a close game against DeKalb County 7-6 before falling to White County 10-5 on Tuesday. Head coach Jordan Webb says what he liked in the win was how patient his team was at the plate. We uh, we just stayed really patient, and we didn't uh, we didn't panic when we got down a few runs. Um, I think we were down four nothing pretty quick, and uh, you know my my team has played pretty tough in some situations where we've been down most of the season. So they didn't panic, and they didn't they didn't get concerned. They just kind of stayed the course and kept picking away as best we could, and got right back in the ball game. As a coach, do you find that often young players sometimes get stuck in that mindset of when you get down by a couple runs, you feel like you have to get it all back on one swing instead of just working your way back in? Oh, 100%, you know, and especially when you get down early um, and you get down by maybe more than one or two, a little bit of a little bit of panic sets in quick with, with the younger players. And like you said, they feel like uh, everybody's got to go up there and – you know, hit rockets off the fence or, you know, it's got to be a big home run to get you back in it or tie it up. And, you know, that's not the case. I mean, you can you can find runs here and there and you can find runs in, in all different sorts of ways, manufacturing runs, walks, um, just finding your way on base. And, you know, even one per inning will get you right back in it. So, you know, that mindset of uh, of not panicking and just, Getting what you can when you can is is really important. One thing we talked about last time we spoke was, and was it was specifically about Riley Boyette, but I want to apply it to the whole team here was situational awareness at the plate. Uh, as a whole, where do you think your team is with that right now? Do you think do you think they're showing a good sense of awareness of what the situation is when they're at the plate? Um, I think as a whole we are improving. I think we're you know up and down the lineup. Um, you know, we're getting better at it. I do think that that's something that takes time, that takes experience. So you see it more with uh, with the veteran players, the players that have played varsity for multiple years. You see it more with uh, maybe the better hitters that are in the middle of the lineup. Um, you know, but I will say that the younger players at the top and at the bottom um, are getting better. Um, we still definitely need to improve on that stuff. Uh, we had a couple couple situations last night that we really didn't understand the severity of the situation, um, the importance of that at bat, and we we didn't make something happen when we could have, you know. And that that always comes back to bite you a little bit. Talking about the game last night against White County, I feel like that just re- a game just reinforced what I've thought about this district every time I've seen a team from this district play in person, and that's that this district has got to be one of the toughest in the state because it seems like every night you have to have your best stuff, whether it's a Warren County, you guys, White County, Ray. It, it feels like you have to have your best stuff, or you're not gonna you're not gonna leave with a victory. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Um, it hasn't always been that way. You know, for a long time, um, it was just one or two teams at the top. And now, um, you know, White County is, is 
very strong this year. They're, they look good game in and game out. Same with Warren. Um, Ray County's always tough and scrappy, and, and we're, we're fighting in that battle with them. Uh, we haven't had a chance to see Stone Memorial yet, so I really don't know what to expect from them. But, um, yeah, every game that we've had with those teams, we've had to come out ready to play. And if, if we let down for a pitch or an inning or, you know, anything like that, then next thing you know, it's a tough situation, tight ball game, or you're down a couple runs. And, um, you know, and that's exactly what happened last night with White County. We, we gave them, we had some situations or some opportunities that we didn't capitalize on, and then we gave them an opening, and they jumped on it. And they're, you know, they're just too good of a of a ball team to to give those opportunities. They they pitch well, they play solid defense, and they they get up there and they swing the bats, you know, really really well. They're they're aggressive at the plate, so. You know, you give them an opportunity, just one, and, and they're going to jump on it. Again, that is head coach of the Cookville Lady Cavs softball team, Jordan Webb. Coach, thank you for being with us tonight. The Upper NBs are in control of their side of the district, and sophomore pitcher Eli Huddleston is a major reason why. He's been excellent in all six of his starts so far this year, and according to head coach Wes Shanks, he says it's all about his preparation. Uh for him, it's been just preparation. He uh, had a great year this past season in uh, in spring ball, or excuse me, uh, summer ball. Of course, last year didn't have uh, our full season. As a freshman last year, he came in and got a win for us. And uh, even though we had three games, he had a walk-off double to win our third game of the season before it got shut down. <clears throat> so his expectation for me was to come in and be someone who could step in as a sophomore and to be in a leadership role, and he's already uh, on the first half of this season developed into one of our aces, and he's proven that being five and one. And uh, his one loss was against a very tough opponent in Hardin Valley Academy, which is a top five team in the state and AAA. Everybody else he's faced, he has uh, consistently kept off balance, had a high strikeout count, and one of the most impressive stats is that he's had only two. Uh, walks this season, so he's just been a, a phenomenal at the uh, on the mound, and his bat has been very consistent, consistent and hot as of late as well. One thing that really stuck out to me when speaking to him was uh, when he he said that one thing he wanted to get better at was kind of I think it was just putting hitters away when you get to O two was not you know kind of nibbling or not kind of you know messing around kind of just going after hitters and finishing it right there um, that says a lot about a kid as young as he is that you know as well as he's performed he's still looking for those ways to get better and that's just a pitcher's mentality. Uh, you know, with the pitch count rules in the last several years that uh, high schools had to adapt to, uh, it does put another added uh, limitation on head coaches, and you want to make sure that those pitchers are being used effectively and efficiently so you don't want to waste pitches, but at the same time, you still, uh, and what he's talking about is a few times we've had some 0-2 counts and had the ball left around the plate, and there's some uh, very good hitters in our conference. And you just can't make those mistakes. And so he, being the competitor he is, wants to learn and adapt and be able to pitch and be able to put those guys away. And like he mentioned in this conversation, too, he, he understands he's got a defense behind him 
uh, eight more guys that are willing to make that play. So it just tells me as a head coach that he's willing to learn how to pitch better and pitch in and out of innings and just become an overall better pitcher. That's got to make life a whole lot easier in your offense when you have guys like Eli. And Eli obviously isn't the only one that's had success on your pitching staff so far this year. We talked last time about that extensively. Um, but that's got to be a little bit of a weight off your offense's shoulders when they know that every time you guys take the field, you're going to have a chance to win. They have a confidence uh, when he's on the mound. Uh, we have confidence with some other guys. With Thomas Enzer, a senior, he's come up. Uh, sophomore Braden Williams has stepped up recently. And, of course, we've got Caden Shanks, who's a young, strong arm. So uh, with those guys as our starters, our offense knows if we get a few runs, we're going to be in the ball game. Now we've had to uh, ensure them that one or two runs is not where we need to be. But, it, yes, you're correct. It does give a sense of uh, comfortability that, hey, if we get a few runs, our pitching staff is going to keep us in games and give us a chance to win. So that does that does take some pressure off the bats, which that's what you have to do. You have to be comfortable at the plate and uh, have some confidence up there. And then when you guys are relaxed, it's it, the game flows better and uh, we have fun. Coach, when you look around the district this time of the year, as we get, you know, we're we're in, we're we're. It seems like the whole season's just sped by, but we're heading, we're getting closer and closer to postseason play. Uh, when you look around the district, what what sticks out to you? Are you happy with where your guys are at right now? I know you guys are still looking for ways to get better, but as a whole, how do you feel about where you are in the district right now? Well, you know, we set our goals at the beginning of the season is to win our, uh, is to let's see, win our division. We're in the East Division. We got to win our division. That way, we host our side of the tournament, win the tournament, and let's go from there. Uh, so. We've accomplished already with two games to go. Our we've clinched our division title, and that's great. That means we're going to host that side of the region. So we've accomplished one goal. Once again, that is the head coach of the Upperman Bees baseball team, Wes Shanks. Coach, thank you for being with us tonight. Joining me now is head coach of the Clark Range softball Lady Buffaloes, Philip Brandon. Coach, team is obviously fresh off of quarantine. You're back. You're on the field. You're you're getting these games in that you missed. I know it had to feel good to just be back on the field again, right? It did. Uh, we had a little rough, rough night last night. We come off quarantine and uh, was right with Gordonsville uh, first thing. So, of course, they're, you know, top top team in our district. So, we had a little rough, rough night last night, a little, little rusty. But, but we survived the night, so. Being in quarantine, I think we can both agree, Coach, is enough of a negative just because you're not playing and every team wants to play. Uh, but for a team that's finding its groove and rhythm on the field, how much more of a challenge does that become once you miss a couple of weeks of action? Um, quite a bit. We had we had just really started get, getting back in the groove after missing a little bit. Uh, we just played Clay, Clay County and had a really strong outing against them. Uh, and then we were getting ready to leave for Jackson County on that Monday about an hour before we left. We got the call that we'd been quarantined for 10 days. So we had three, three games last week that we missed. Uh, of course, we couldn't practice or anything. So it just really got, got us out of groove, and you could really tell it last night in the game. Uh, we had a lot of drop, drop balls, just little mental mistakes where they weren't 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 really focused, and where they had you could tell they hadn't been practicing much, uh, and just missing a few things on it. Coach, I'm curious on a team like this that has faced its fair share of adversity. How much more important is leadership? And have you had any leaders step up as voices in the locker room and on the field lately? Just as this team again tries to find its rhythm uh, back on the field. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, all of my seniors pretty much, you know, they're they're always uh, voicing concern. They're they're really encouraging other players. Uh, one thing I will definitely say about this group that I've got is I've had zero zero griping among, among the players. Uh, we we we've had a pretty rough go of it, but but they're all happy to be outside. Uh, they're in they're they're enjoying playing, and you know I try to, I try to stress to them that this is a zero a zero pressure sport. Uh, a lot of my girls come out of basketball where there's a lot of pressure on them for that. Uh, and with softball being up here, uh, you know, I just tell them, you know, we're basically here to have fun, just enjoy, because I've got a lot of girls that this is the first year playing, uh, and I'm just trying to instill a love of of the softball sport into them uh, so they can really enjoy it and hopefully take, take something with them when they leave. Looking back on what you thought this team could do before the season, have you learned anything about this team in the last couple of weeks that maybe you didn't know before or maybe you weren't aware of before? Um, not, not really, uh, this group of girls, uh, I've had most of them in class for about four years now. So they, they really exhibit good leadership. Uh, they've got great attitudes. Uh, they really encourage each other. They, they really put that pressure on themselves also. Like, like whenever they mess up, they you know they mess up and they want to do better. Uh, some of them may put a little bit too much pressure on themselves sometimes, but at the same time, I really enjoy that aspect of them, uh, that I don't really have to do a whole lot of gripping to them and stuff that they pretty much police themselves. Coach, last question for you. We're already in the home stretch of the season, as crazy as that seems. What would constitute a successful end of the season for this group? Uh, my my goal is once we get through these, like really, uh, of course, with Gordonsville being out of the way now, we've got Trousdale tomorrow night. Uh, I really just think finishing strong. Uh, we've got we've got seven games left in our season, and I'd like to win at least half of those if possible. Uh, Really looking forward to next week. Uh, we've got a couple games next week against Red Bull and Monterey. Uh, I think we'll be a little more competitive against them. And then the week of district tournament, we've got two double headers to make up what we missed for quarantine games uh, against Jackson County and Pickett County. Again, that was the head coach of the Clark Range Lady Buffaloes softball team, Philip Brandon. Coach, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Joining us on the playbook now is head coach of the Clay County Bulldogs baseball team, Lee Bowles. Coach, you guys got a big comeback win over Clark Range on Monday, and you followed it up with a dominant win over Jackson County on Tuesday. Tell me, what sticks out when you look at both games as a whole? Well, the Monday night game against Clark Range, the guys come out really flat. And in the sixth inning, they finally put it together and done what they were supposed to have done throughout the game, and they got to seven runs, in which I think – that momentum just carried over into Tuesday because they come out solid on Tuesday and they just never stopped. And they played a – the consistency on Tuesday was there. We had some inconsistency on Monday that caused us to get in a hole, but on Tuesday they were so consistent throughout. That's the reason why it kept us, you know, and got a 15-2 to victory. Coach, two guys I want to ask specifically about. First, Colton Smith. Uh, I can only judge based on a box score and the highlights that we got earlier this week, but it looks like he had some of his best stuff on Monday when you get two and two-thirds innings of shutout ball with six strikeouts from a reliever. Uh, how important of an outing is that from him? Well, that was very important because he was he come in the ball game, you know, with bases full, and he come in with, uh, you know, two balls on the count. So he was already in the hole when he come in, and to do what he done was absolutely fantastic. Because that really, you know, the game could have really changed a whole lot if he hadn't done what he done in them two and the third innings. 
So he he's you know he really kept us in that game. Coach, the other guy is Jacob Daniels. He gives you a complete game on Tuesday against Jackson County with ten strikeouts and only two total runs allowed. I think only one of those was earned. Uh, what do you think the key to his success was? Well, Jacob, you know, he's the only senior we got on the team, and, he, you know, this is it for him. And Jacob has really stepped up the last couple of weeks, and he's just really become, you know, a better leader and actually, you know, just motivated the team, having everybody behind him. And he done a, Jacob done a fantastic job up there. He did, you know, it was a very good game. Like I say, 10 strikeouts, and, you know, the count stayed pretty much all night, 2-2. You know, he, he stayed ahead of the count, which was really good. Offensively, what has gone right for your guys in these last two games? <laughs> they finally got it in their head that they can do it. That's that's the main thing. I've preached it all year, just to have the confidence that you need when you get up there that you're going to win the battle. And they have that confidence. they got swagger, and they've got a little confidence at the plate, and that's the reason why they are coming in there with the offense like they're doing here lately. Coach, this team seems like it's really peaking at the right time of the year. We're getting down into postseason play soon, and everyone's got to play their best ball. There's a lot of positives for this team. How do you see the final few weeks of the season playing out if you're able to keep this momentum and turn it into constant improvement uh, every night on the field? Mm, very good. You know, if we keep if we keep hitting the ball like we're doing, things are going to be real good for us. We're a pretty solid defensive team, we're, and we're pretty solid on the pitching. And as long as we can keep the offensive production like what we're doing, we'll be hard to beat. You know, I'll just be honest with you, it'll be hard to beat. The Clay County Bulldogs have a tough test up next on their schedule on Thursday when they take on Macon County, a 2A foe that was picked preseason number one in their district, a district that also includes the likes of Upperman, York Institute, and DeKalb County, all from UC Sports Nation. Coach Bowles has made it very clear that he believes that if his team comes out, gets the same pitching they've gotten from guys like Ethan Spears, Jacob Daniels, and Colton Smith, the offense will eventually figure everything out. Once again, that was head coach of the Clay County Bulldogs, Lee Bowles.